Welcome to Lighting Our Way, a podcast of Uganda Christian University's Standard Newspaper. Here, we hear stories of self-reflection, removing the log in our eyes so that we may see the light and transform our world. Welcome everyone on today's podcast. Uh, today's conversation, we are going to discuss about the partnership between UCU and the Dartmouth University. Uh, today with me here, I have uh, Mr. Richard Ranger. Uh, you're welcome. Richard Thank Ranger. you very much. Yeah. Again, my name is Kefa Senoga, and uh, I want to ask uh, Mr. Ranger to briefly tell us about himself. Well, thank you, Kefa. Um, my name is Richard Ranger. I am a missionary faculty member here at UCU. Uh, my wife, Catherine, and I came as missionaries through the Society of Anglican Missionaries and Senders, SAMS, from the U.S. And actually, this weekend, we will have marked uh, one year living here uh, in Uganda and on the UCU campus. I lecture in uh, the Faculty of Law and School of Business. I also, uh, along with my wife, do some mentoring of students. And then certain projects as they uh, develop, most especially this one that we are discussing today, Mm -hmm. the partnership between UCU and Dartmouth College to develop and to test a system for using the sun's energy to heat water and uh, with a vision of replacing the use of charcoal and wood to do the same. Okay. Thank you so much. And speaking about projects, you are one of the people behind the UCU and the Dartmouth College Joint Partnership. So could you uh, tell us about the origin of this partnership? What's inside the partnership? Yes. So um, I am actually a graduate of Dartmouth College, though not an engineer. But I have had a long relationship of engagement with my college as an alumnus. Prior to coming to Uganda, I spoke with the college saying, here I am. I am an older alumnus. I am coming to uh, work at a university in Uganda if there is any way I could serve uh, to connect Dartmouth with the Uganda Christian University, I would be pleased to do so. Out of that offer grew uh, an introduction to Mr. Stephen Doig. I will discuss his background in a moment. He will be the faculty advisor coming with the Dartmouth students um, and has been engaged as their advisor throughout on this project. He, I was introduced to him. He told me about these engineering students who were examining ways to use solar energy as a substitute for the deep reliance on charcoal and wood for cooking here in in Africa, not just at the household level, but at the institutional level, as is the case here at our kitchen at UCU. Out of this then grew many discussions The interest of faculty here at UCU from both the School of Business and School of Engineering, and it has evolved into a very exciting collaborative research project between our two institutions, and most especially between students from the two institutions. And we will talk about that, but it has been and continues to be a a student-to-student learning and research exercise. Okay. So uh, besides the students, how will uh, the UCU community benefit from this whole project? So right now, uh, at the Janani Luwum 
dining hall, yes. we use charcoal to yeah. cook. Uh, the use of charcoal, there are about 10 charcoal cookers. Mm. About six of those uh, are used primarily to heat water um, for posho and breakfast, for different water uses uh, where water is a base for a dish prepared for uh, students to, to eat. Um, and then also for, for cleaning the, the dishes and pots and, and so forth. And in that uh, example, UCU and the dining hall are typical of institutional kitchens across Uganda. Mm -hmm. If you pass by the dining hall, you see smoke coming from the stacks. Mm -hmm. You can have, depending upon the weather conditions of the moment, a very smoky environment in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And of course, we are acquiring several thousand kilos of wood on a periodic basis. You see the big stack if you know the dining hall. Yeah. Um, so what is happening if you, if you multiply what we are doing mm. with other institutional kitchens across the country? Mm. We are cutting trees. Yeah. Uh, we are generating smoke. Um, we are also providing a less healthy environment for those people who work in these kitchens. Mm. So is there a better way? And can we use the energy of the sun to help provide that better way? That is the vision and, of course, the, that is the question we will be examining mm. with the research in, uh, to be undertaken by this joint project between UCU and Dartmouth. Okay. So on the other side, we see that it's the Dartmouth side that is uh, fully funding the project. How are they going to benefit for them? So uh, Dartmouth's School of Engineering, um, in fact, let me back up and say Dartmouth is, is the ninth oldest university in the United States. Yeah. It was founded in British colonial times. It also hosts the oldest school of engineering in the United States, dating back to the early 1800s. And uh, as part of the, the modern vision for engineering and the study of engineering for the students, uh, incorporated into what is called the Thayer School of Engineering is a student program called Dartmouth Humanitarian Engineering. It's a volunteer program, but it encourages the students in their course of study to use their gifts and to use the knowledge that they are obtaining to try to conceive of and to implement practical solutions to problems that exist throughout the world. So many people enter engineering with a, a justifiable vision for, some, for big projects that they will do in space or in medicine or in construction or what. But the Dartmouth Humanitarian Engineering Program encourages students to look at something that they can do as a practical matter and to make a difference using their skills, using their backgrounds. Out of that vision uh, for DHE, Dartmouth Humanitarian Engineering, come students who, are, who have looked at a design for solar energy to heat water as a substitute for the use of charcoal to do so. And to, to see if that can be done cost-effectively, if it can be done durably, i.e. it is easy to maintain and it will last, 
that it can be done using local materials here in Uganda and in Africa, not some fancy design conceived in North America, but something practical that could be repeated elsewhere in Uganda and in Africa. Uh, so it is affordable and useful. Okay. So um, speaking about the Dartmouth, the Dartmouth side, uh, you mentioned of a gentleman called uh, Stephen Doig. Yes. I think I've um, sp- mentioned it rightly. Uh, could you uh, speak about hi- him and uh, his colleagues that are coming with him to U- Thank you. Uganda? So uh, Mr. Stephen Doig mm-hmm. has, uh, is himself a graduate of Dartmouth. He is the Director of Strategy and Research for Dartmouth's Irving Institute for Energy and Society. And it is an institute established to look at uses of technology in energy to apply, to address longer-term problems that we face uh, globally in, in the U.S. and around the world. Uh, Mr. Doig is a Ph.D., a graduate of Dartmouth, Ph.D. from the University of California and has been doing teaching and research on uh, modern energy technologies for the, for the U.S. military, in academia, and in, uh, in and around the world. He spent 10 years with an organization called Rocky Mountain Institute, which took him to Africa, including Uganda, to look at practical and affordable applications of small-scale solar energy to address true needs, such as remote medical clinics that are off the, off the electric grid. So he has been here. He has been to Ghana. He's been to several other countries. So he is at once a scientist and researcher, but also a person uniquely equipped to advise these students by taking these ideas of theory Mm. and applying them to real-world solutions that face people here in Uganda and elsewhere in Africa. So he will be accompanying the three students, um, Noah Daniel, uh, Ethan Always, and Veronica Yarovinsky. Uh, Noah and Ethan have just graduated from Dartmouth this past weekend. Uh, Miss Veronica has two more years to go, um, but they have been a team along with other students. For them, it will be their first trip to Uganda, their first trip to Africa, and I can tell you they are most excited to be coming here and joining Mm us. Okay. Uh, to make it clear for the for the listeners, uh, Stephen Doig is the one leading the team that is coming. That is correct. Okay. So uh, your observation about the project is very positive. Uh, you say that this has been an exceptional example of uh, collaborative learning from two different institutions that have different cultures. Uh, can you elaborate more on that? Yes. So really, to to me, Kefa, what distinguishes this project has been what I would call a student-to-student learning experience involving six of our engineering finalists here uh, at UCU, uh, three from Uganda, three from Congo. And um, they have been working, uh, their value to the project is this, they have been feet on the ground, if I may use that expression, Um, students with an engineering background like their Dartmouth colleagues, but based here in, in, at UCU, who can walk over and see and walk around the dining hall kitchen, who have the experience of 
students from Africa to be able to question and to examine what might work and you know what may need to happen in order to apply lessons from abroad mm-hmm. to be able to work here. Also, um, they have been engaged in identifying very important thing, identifying the availability of components and parts here in Kampala. Mm-hmm. The idea, again, is that this system to heat water would rely upon uh, items and parts from the solar collector panels themselves to the pipes and fittings and, and, and so forth that can be found here. So that once it is built, it is something that will be affordable and easy for UCU to maintain and to operate. Mm-hmm. And so the students here have been the eyes, ears, and voices for assuring that this project can be successfully built and implemented here at UCU. Okay, wow. That's interesting. And uh, speaking on cultures at the same time, uh, they are, these are two, two varying cultures that uh, may also be an obstacle to genuine collaboration, possibly. That, that's a possibility. Yeah. I, I, what I can say with really a great mm. pleasure and pride, yeah. we have hosted Zoom meetings, we, my wife Catherine and I, on our patio uh, at our home where we stay in mm. Tech Park. Yeah. And the UCU students, Daniel, Shalom, Ellie, Thomas, Paul, uh, and Umar, have come to our patio, sat around the table with mm-hmm. their laptops or their cell phones, mm-hmm. and in conversation live through Zoom with the Dartmouth students in New Hampshire, USA. Okay. And the professionalism, the enthusiasm, and the spirit mm-hmm. of People from Uganda and the United States, um, young engineers, has been inspiring to see. And it has, for me, I think, been the greatest blessing of my involvement in this project has been to see the, the interest and the excitement of students from two cultures, two countries separated by continents and oceans, looking to use their skills to solve a real problem okay. uh, with the gifts of their backgrounds that they have. Oh, that's a very interesting and uh, revealing experience you're talking about there. But uh, I wanted to know, do you notice any red flag cultural areas that could serve as obstacles? I, I really, I would not say in terms of big red flags, I would say this as someone who himself has had to master the ability to live with one foot in Uganda yeah. and one foot in the United States and who is still learning. Um, we speak English a little differently. We come from different backgrounds. So my belief is <clears throat> as strangers to each other, we have to exercise a bit more patience. Mm. We have to ask a few more questions. Mm. We have to have, I think, a spirit of love, if I may say that, okay. and a sense of humor. Yeah. And I think if, if mm-hmm. one possesses these things mm. uh, and is able to laugh at oneself and be willing to make the occasional mistake and to learn from it, 
then the experience of moving and living and speaking in a different culture is something that is um, rewarding and exciting for us. Catherine and me, Uganda has become home, and I am hoping that my young Dartmouth friends Mm -hmm. who will be coming next week will feel the same thing because Mm -hmm. I know that they're they're, uh, ready, they will be receiving a welcome here Mm -hmm. from student colleagues at UCU because Mm -hmm. that is how UCU Mm -hmm. operates. (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, very interesting information that you reveal. So going back to the Dartmouth project, uh, there is information that Dartmouth has also invited UCU to consider installing and testing a small system of heating water. Uh, can you explain further? Yes. Uh, do we do we see UCU students visiting Dartmouth? That's perhaps a longer term hope. Um, and I guess the, my my initial answer to that is we we don't know, but we can certainly hope if this project can establish a longer-term relationship of collaboration as other collaborations have come to exist between UCU and universities in other countries, such mm-hmm. as the Netherlands and uh, Norway, mm-hmm. then we will, we will truly be blessed. Um, there are many things to learn from this project. Mm-hmm. Um, we, are u- we are looking at two types of uses of solar energy. One called solar thermal uses the energy of the sun to directly heat water that is passing in tubes behind darkened glass to absorb the energy and heat of the sun to raise the temperature of that water for then later use in the kitchen for cooking and for um, washing. There is also the use of photovoltaic solar. That's perhaps the solar panel with which many people are familiar from the small ones that you will see on roofs or what to charge cell phones. That PV, if I may call it that, photovoltaic, that approach uses the energy of the sun not to heat water directly, as in the case of solar thermal, but to produce electricity that can heat a coil sitting in water to heat water in a tank. Two different approaches. Which of the two is easier to maintain? Which of the two is more affordable? Which of the two offers a longer operating life? And so forth. These are questions to which we do not now have the answers, and we hope to learn from this project. So um, that's the... That's the approach uh, being taken. And one of the interesting things about this project is we will actually have um, instrumentation installed in the system to collect and to transmit data to the engineers here. So they, they will have the solar collectors behind the kitchen, but the data will be transferred to computers people will have at the, down the hill at the School of Engineering. Mm-hmm. And across the continent and the Atlantic to Dartmouth so that the two groups of engineers will be able to look at the data and see how is this system doing? How is it performing? So this is a – it's a very modern approach to a very practical and long-term problem, Mm -hmm. the use of charcoal to heat water. 
and yeah. can we find a better answer? Okay. So uh, to my own observation, I'm seeing this as a very fantastic project that you're bringing up here. And uh, I want to know if you have any plans of extending this project outside UCU. So that is a hope. Um, with As with any such project, which is in part experimental, we have some things to learn and we must see those results before we know what next steps we can take. Yeah. But we do know this. We do know that the use of charcoal is at a high level across sub-Saharan Africa. Um, and we do know that the consequences of the use of charcoal are felt in the deforestation and the cutting of trees in so many countries. Our hope is if this project proves successful, that then it can be adapted for use in other school settings in the country, other institutional settings where we prepare meals for people using charcoal, mm -hmm. including rural schools where in a one school under consideration is in Soroti, as yeah. an example, where they are off the grid. Mm -hmm. um, so they need something else, uh, some substitute, and where they have limited budgets. Um, and so if it does prove to be successful, then in particular through the business school, we are looking forward to sharing our the lessons learned and um, supporting consideration of use of this prototype elsewhere in Uganda and gathering additional information as we do so. Um, it's step-by-step it's -step learning, which is how technological advances take place in any context, okay. we are excited to be in a position to help share information to benefit Uganda and the rest of Africa if we learn the lessons that we hope to learn uh, through this project. Okay. So earlier on, uh, besides the project, so earlier on you spoke highly of uh, Uganda and uh, you had uh, positive remarks towards the people in Uganda and the country. So outside the projects, what have been what have been your impressions of Uganda? The things you have liked and the ones you have found are distressing. What other experiences drawn from you from your country would you, as an American, like to share uh, that could be useful to Ugandans? We tell our friends back in the U.S. We are blessed to live here. Um, yes, it is very different from the U.S., um, but my wife and I, my wife Catherine and I have now uh, been here almost one year. We, we will say Ugandans are the friendliest people we have met. We have felt welcomed. We have felt loved by our neighbors. We have felt welcomed and loved by the students whom we have encountered and our colleagues here. It, it, so Uganda is, is simply a very friendly culture. It's a beautiful country. Anyone who lives here knows that. We have been fortunate to see some parts of it, um, some of the national parks uh, in the west, uh, Murchison, Chibali Forest, Queen Elizabeth. Um, we've been to the north and east, to Chidepo Valley, uh, to Moroto and uh, Karamoja, and to uh, uh, CP Falls and Kapchorwa, and to Jinja. So we've seen the beauty of the country. Um, the climate is delightful. Um, 
the the food, especially the fruit, mm-hmm. uh, is is mm-hmm. wonderful. Yeah. So for us, we, my wife and I, uh, will be we have we will be married forty four years um, okay. in one week. Wow! We in that time we have moved thirteen times, including here to Uganda. Okay. So we have been accustomed to moving, mm. and the challenges of shifting from one home to another, one group of friends to another. But we, the Lord has blessed us with a place of great beauty a great welcome from wonderful people um, and the ability to learn. Um, I'm Mzee. I made 70 in February, (laughs) but I, I enjoy life when you keep learning. Here we are on a, on a university campus Mm. surrounded by students desiring to learn. And it makes us with all of our aches and pains as older people Mm. feel much younger. Um, There is a line from a song, a popular song in the U.S. from when I was a student age. Um, Think about this line. I was so much older then. Mm. I am younger than that now. That is how I feel. Okay. (laughs) So as as we come to the end of the podcast, uh, you've been here for, and I've noticed that you You've loved the people that you've stayed with, and uh, you. I think you also like the cultures. Have you learned any word of, in any local language? So, <laughs> just a few. I have been slow uh, yeah. uh, because I've been so busy with work. Okay. Obviously, to my Ugandan friends and mm. to the university community here at UCU, yeah. I offer one big webele. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and um, mm. I have I have much hope. Um, mm. I learned a word in Runyankole, Nyanchakari. Uh, uh, mm. It means tomorrow. Tomorrow. And okay. um, so that word is important to me. Because here as students and as faculty mm. and as uh, believers in our Lord, mm. we are serving and working for a better Yanchakari. Okay. Uh, let me also use the same word that you've actually learned such that there's no language barrier. Waverly knew for coming today. <laughs> You're very welcome. Yeah. Um, Kale. Okay. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Ranger, for joining us for this podcast. Okay. I must say it has been a very successful and uh, wonderful conversation. I've been able to get some, I've been able to learn myself as the interviewer. Yeah, um, this has been a podcast where we have hosted Ranger from the USA sharing with us his work at Uganda Christian University and the collaboration with the University of Dartmouth. I am your host, Kefa Senoga. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you have been inspired by the wisdom of self-reflection. Please find us on www.standard.ucu.sc.ug and share with others this message that lights our way.